Last time on Out of the Forest. I am going to step through that hole in the ice wall. Once you make it on the other side, there are a lot of shouts of concern and surprise. And you look around you, and there's a lot of people standing over the tops of their cubicles looking with shock and terror at you. FBI, don't panic. I go looking for Dr. Crane. <laughs> Miss Push, honestly, there's something we can... We, let me explain real quick. My colleague just needs to do some investigation over here. The ghost is powering up again. We need to stop the music. I grab Crane by his fucking shirt collar. How do you how do you delete this file? How do you stop the music? And then you see the ghost wheel around, aiming still at the same angle, but now towards the ground beneath uh, Kernunos' feet. And Kernunos, the ground beneath your feet is just suddenly no longer there. I want to try to dissuade her from doing this. I want to kind of try to encourage her to stop and consider what she's doing and move on from this life and not to to stay bound here. You make it over and you see Greta and she gives a, a very kind of weak smile and just goes, I was just trying to get some work done. I, uh, I just need to get some work done. If I see anyone touch a computer in this room, I'm gonna ice blast you through the damn window. Uh, and they all, one by one, semi-reluctantly start to throw their phones out. Uh, and Lynn lets the door shut. We need to stop all the computers. All at once, you just lose the focus you had on it. You, you just completely lose your focus on the, the transparency, and your whole body turns transparent, and you fall through the floor. We're in the basement. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of goofballs who just can't stop giggling. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris, and I am your GM slash keeper, and I am joined by my players. I'm Evan, and I play Baron. I'm Dominic, and I play Karen Unos. I'm Jessica, and I play Eno. And I'm Alistair, and I play Isaac. Alright, uh, just one quick note as far as gameplay before getting into some opening narration. Uh, I mentioned a little bit back, I think, that Enif was going to be taking an actual... Uh, move related to their ability to enchant stones that they give to people, uh, and I have uh, gotten the rules for that, and Enif has officially leveled up to take an extra move. Uh, the basics of it, I'll boil down, is when Enif hands a stone over that they truly believe is going to help them in some specific criteria, uh, they roll plus weird, and if they roll good enough, it will essentially count as a help-out action for a future move, so they can give someone plus one to get them from a 6 to a 7 or from a 9 to a 10, uh, using up the stone in the process. There's some complications if it's a mixed success, and there's some bad stuff that goes down if it's a failure, but we will touch upon that as we actually, uh, as Enif inevitably gives someone a stone. Uh, and with that, uh, we will move on to the opening narration. We see the Munsdale Polymer Labs from the outside, from the street, it looks much the same as it does any other day. The, the reflective windows make it very difficult to see the chaos going on inside. On the other side of the building, away from the street, a shattered window on the third story harkens to a pair on the ground having collapsed on top of a computer chair, shattered glass all around them bleeding terribly from 
many cuts along their bodies. Inexplicably, despite the damage that they have sustained from both the fall, the cuts, and the curse that has been afflicted upon them, they are still humming this mysterious tune that has infected much of the labs. On the second floor, uh, where many of the people have been locked away, they sit still. No phones to entertain them, no really anything, but the promise of some strangers that they are being kept safe by being locked in this break room. One person stands at the door debating on whether it's worth it to try and break it down to escape from their plight. Uh, within the lobby of the second floor, there is a crowd of mannequins and people who are bleeding profusely from many of their orifices on their heads, uh, pounding on the blast doors to the stairs, trying to reach those who would cease the plans of the one pulling their strings. In the basement, in the labs, running through the halls, Lynn Bosch, Enif, Kernunus and Baron try to catch up with Isaac, who went on ahead to shut down the power to hopefully prevent the spread of this music that has infected the entire labs. But unbeknownst to them, Isaac is not on the basement level. He has fallen somewhere below where he stands now, Iris having caught him in his fall to somewhere beneath the earth, landing in this stripped-down hallway with its maintenance lights and not much else but the concrete floor and walls. But despite its emptiness, Isaac is haunted by whispers. He hears so many voices whispering all at once that he can't pick out any individual one. He catches words here and there that make no sense to them. He hears words, and they are steadily getting louder and louder, overlapping one another, so it is impossible to concentrate. Isaac, what do you do? I not concentrate. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, nice. uh, Got him. Um, <laughs> he figured it out. I don't take that yeah. DM. Yeah. I guess when I fell through, did I, I? I hope I didn't hurt myself too badly, right? I'm not too <laughs> injured or anything. I think at most you you may, might have rolled your ankle slightly, but like it just aced. There's nothing too bad. Okay. Um. Jeez, Iris, where do you think we are? Iris is, is kind of holding on to her head, and she goes, I, what, what did you, I can't, there's so much. Are, are you okay? Are you having trouble focusing? Can you hear me? I, I, yeah, I think so. I just, there's some, do, don't you hear those? I, I do, yeah, they're getting louder. Um, can I tell if they're coming from one direction in particular? You look around to try and kind of uh, locate where all these whispers are coming from, and at first it kind of sounded like they were coming from all around, uh, and it's it takes you a while to parse what you're hearing, because it does sound like the, the whispers are actually in your head, but they are at the same time coming in a specific direction, and as you look over there, uh, Dr. Russell floats through the wall, uh, and as you look at her, you realize... In all your previous attempts, she looked much like Iris did, very, very much transparent and and sort of fading at the edges, sort of difficult to discern towards the edges of her body and especially the extremities. Now she almost just looks like a a human being that is floating through walls. She is almost completely solid. You can see 
the blistered skin from where she was burnt to death. You can see the singed and, and blackened lab coat that she wears that is flowing all around her in these massive swaths, almost like robes. And she looks at you and, go- and goes, You. Everything was going fine until you got here. And the whispers all fade as she begins to speak. I don't like that much. Um, <laughs> I don't like this. I'm going to say goodbye. No. Uh, Dr. Russell, I don't know what's going on here or what you're trying to do, but people are getting hurt and it's because of you. You need to stop this. If I stop, then you and your merry band are going to destroy me. I... I don't... I can't go. I am not just another of your little monsters to hunt. No, I know you... You were a person, you were a wife, you were a researcher, you had a life, and I'm I'm so sorry that, you know, there was a, a tragic accident, but you can't hold that against us, and you can't hold that against the people here. I mean, some of these, these co-workers, they, they never even worked with you. They You can't just hurt them because you can't move on from what happened. She laughs at that, and her laugh is... For lack of a better word, it is haunting. Uh, And she floats in real close to you. And you can feel... The best you can describe it as is a heat, but it doesn't feel like any heat you've ever felt just radiating off of her. And she says, You think I'm doing this because I can't move on? You think this is, what, revenge? No. Let me... Tell you a story about Dr. Veronica Russell. Dr. Russell loved her job. She loved everything about it, from the forward-facing insulation shore to the reality of these labs. Working for a shadowy company, trying to solve the mysteries of the universe, those that have been kept secret. And through that, Dr. Russell discovered something that became a fascination. Ghosts, spirits, laughter. Dr. Russell had never feared death, but knowing that there was something beyond was something, I don't know, comforting in its own way. It would give a second chance to continue on living before it was finally time to leave for good. And she was fine with that. She was fine with just about everything in her life. She loved her husband. She loved her job. She loved their two dogs. She even loved the experiments and the thrill it gave her to be breaking so much ground. Even as her husband told her that she should say no, that they were pushing too hard, that they was going to get her killed, she never really worried about that. She was a little upset for where her husband would be left should her untimely death occur, but she had faith he would be able to move on. Her research into spirits ended up being unfruitful. She, she, he couldn't really figure out 
a true connection between the spirit world and ours. One that really meant a second life so much. So, when she died, she was very much hoping to simply fade away. And she had made her peace with that. And then it finally came. The test test of the insulation of a different kind. Insulation against magical attacks. And the magic spiked in ways that were unexpected, almost as if resisting the resistance, and it blasted clear through everything, killing her and everyone in the room. And then I was left. And you know what? Dr. Veronica Russell was at peace with her death. But I, I realized, as I tried to let go, there was nothing else afterwards. Nothing but void. And so, I decided I rejected that. And I reached out, and I listened to the dark whispers that reached out, promising me eternal life where I would never have to fade away. This isn't vengeance. This is escape. Escape from what you put me through. Escape from what the universe has promised me from the moment I was born. How, how do you know that there's nothing after dying? I mean, whoever that was that told you could be lying to you. They could be lying to you so that you, you know, follow whatever instructions they've given you and they just want to bring harm to the world and you're helping them. How do you know that you're not being led on? She laughs that haunting laugh again and goes, I don't need to prove myself to you. I... She takes a look around and goes, I simply think I need to end. And she just uh, holds up her hand and a clear shimmering wall of force appears and just completely separating the her half of the hallway from yours and it just rushes at you. Um, I try to, I guess, brace myself against it. Can I uh, incorporeal through that, through whatever it is coming at me? Go ahead and act under pressure. I will act under pressure. If I a negative one. Uh, do I still have a forward? No, I think that already... Yeah, that went away. Yeah, you, you did the thing. And, it, and ten. Yeah, yeah so you, uh, you jump through the wall, uh, phasing through. You hear Iris kind of like, just kind of, uh, and you uh, gain gain the incorporeality, and you feel that it's not working quite as well. And you look over, and Iris is still holding onto her head, and like eyes clamped shut. Uh, she is not doing great. And uh, Doctor Russell looks at you and goes, "You know what? I've gotten enough people on my song, and you're not getting out of here for very long." I'm going to just go deal with your friends, I think. They're in a dangerous part of the labs. And she begins floating through the ceiling. Um, Iris, I need you to help me if you can. I need to trap her here. She can't go back upstairs. Uh, Iris uh, doesn't say anything, but she nods her head kind of feebly as if she, she heard and is willing to help. 
Okay. Um, with everything that we have, I want to try to use magic. Okay. Um, to trap a specific person, minion, or monster. All right. Uh, go and give me that use magic roll. That is weird. Yep, that is weird. So weird. A ten as well. Ten. Wow. Okay. So yeah. Isaac's on uh, fire today. Iris um launches up, and you kind of hold your hands up, and like the the blue energy that has been arriving when you've been uh, as you've been developing your magic goes up and aids Iris as she kind of like grabs onto Doctor Russell, and the magic kind of infuses into these chains that just pull uh, Doctor Russell back down, and she turns to you and there is just that heat is radiating off her in waves and she goes I was going to spare you you've made a mistake so the rest of you after having waited for the timer to run out on your keycard uh, are now in the labs, running down the hallways, heading for the power. Um, as you heard people slamming on the uh, uh, blast doors above you in the stairs, and hearing dents being made in it. Um, so that's not great. And it doesn't take you too, too long to make it over to the corner, and you get there and see that the uh, breaker box is still shut, and as referenced by the fact that none of the lights have gone out since Isaac left, you don't know what happened to Isaac. Like, at all. Uh, Wasn't Isaac supposed to come ahead? He was supposed to be here already. If, can we, if we look around, do we see anything? Any, obviously no. Uh, yeah, you but... look around and you don't see any sign of it. Lynn has already moved forward and swipes her key card to unlock the breaker box. And uh, she looks at the rest of you and goes, I'm going to go ahead and shut down the power now, and then we can figure out where what happened to your friend. Uh, hopefully this is a good plan. This is a good plan, right? We're... Yeah. Yes, yeah, do okay. it. Yeah. Do and it. Yeah. she pulls it. the best plan. It, and let me... I actually want to play this, because I'm very proud of how it came out. Uh, I should have had it prepared, but, you know. If it's just the sound that Dominic was making before, I'm gonna be so mad. What <laughs> 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 now? Uh, uh, the ultimate gun. Other audio. Oh, where is it? Uh, ba ba ba. Wait for it to load so I can play the sound for you. Do 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 do. If only our podcast listeners could hear this part. It's so exciting. <laughs> Isn't this You're great? listening to Chris could, the intermission. Chris could leave it in, but he's a coward. Yeah, keep this part in. <laughs> All right, don't uh, that. So you got, you've got a coward's heart, Chris. You're experiencing technical issues. Christ. Uh, yeah. So here's what plays at, over the um, speakers as she pulls this lever, or uh, knocks out, off the brake. I suppose would be more accurate. <laughs> Pull the lever. <laughs> Power mode. Only auxiliary functions will be available until further notice. And all the lights are out or replaced with just the the lowest wattage of of uh, auxiliary lights at just at very uh, distance. Uh, what's the word? Intervals. intervals. Thank you. At very distant intervals between one another. Um, Lynn looks at you, her face barely illuminated by the light, and goes, Alright, so, uh, 
What's the plan now? Um, was it supposed to sound like that? She... Yeah, Amy doesn't normally sound like that. <laughs> she she kind of, like, lances up at the, the ceiling uh, and kind of goes, I, uh, I don't know. I've never really shut down the power to the whole lab before. I mean, we can worry about that later. I think we really need to find where where Isaac went. Um, I'm gonna kind of her eyes. Yeah. Um. I'm. I. Enif's gonna close their eyes, and uh, I'm gonna do sensitive to see if I can reach out and feel his presence or Iris's presence. Uh, anywhere may, nearby. It, I think it would make more sense to do try and view another place because you're trying to view Isaac. So we've we've had you just look for one of your friends before using that. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. All right. Uh, what is your glitch? A nine. A nine. <laughs> By the nine. Um. God. A problematic side effect. I don't know. Problematic side effect. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um. So <laughs> just fuck me up, fam. <laughs> so so here here's the the weird thing about what'd you say? Just fuck me up, fam. Just fuck me up, fam. <laughs> uh, Honestly, I just like look at him like whatever. <laughs> just smite me, God. You close your eyes and reach out to try and reach out to Isaac, and you feel the spell uh not quite going over well, and you feel like uh, something's gonna go wrong with it. Uh, but then something else happens. You reach out and try and uh look for Isaac. And you get, it's, it's not quite like television static, but it is like just this weird colorful noise as if your magic's being interfered with. And you get nothing other than that. I, I, I can't find him. It's like something's blocking me from finding him. Did you enable cookies? <laughs> <laughs> Lynn Try refreshing. <laughs> Lynn goes um, that I feel like we have an extra set of labs that's top clearance. Uh, and if that has something to do with whatever magic meddling or whatever you called it, it may very well have I don't, I'm a little out of my depth here. Uh, war Thing magics, and you didn't think at any point this is pertinent to tell us, Lynn. I mean, I didn't even think about it. It doesn't really come up in my day to day. I sort of forgot you, about it. You, you didn't think that the magic thing would have to do with the ghost thing? No. Again, like I barely knew that there was. I knew that magic was going on here. Okay. Hold on, hold, all right, hold all right, on, all right. We can no, no. We can deal with this later. There's really this no use fine. arguing in it right now. We need you to know find that magic is real. You you've been saying magic is real for the past like half an hour. So <laughs> why did you why did you act surprised earlier? What do you mean? Act, what? What are you talking about? Uh, anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> Lynn, can you take us to these secret labs of which you're speaking of? Again, I don't have the clearance for them. I don't even know where they are. I I only know of them because the scientists kind of have to say they're going somewhere when they vanish off the premises for 
however long. So it's it's more of omission that I know of their existence than actual like reporting of it. I mean, we were just here. It didn't take that long for us to get here. I mean, he was here by himself for what maybe a minute. He couldn't have gone that far. Um, Lynn kind of looks around and uh, goes, "I mean, there's the only places he could have gone near here were like the labs." Ah, uh, I I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, we need to at least I don't know look around see if we can find anything. Okay. Um, and I'm going to try and open up my third eye. Okay, yeah. Maybe. Go ahead and read a bad situation with your third eye. Third eye. Seems like Let's a pretty bad happens. situation. <laughs> that is a four! <laughs> Ooh. Uh, All right, uh, so as everyone kind of fans Some out... more experience. Fans out to start looking for everything, Enif kind of sits... Um, sits uh, sort of like concentrates and start begins to open their third eye uh, to take a look around and your third eye is just immediately overloaded so quickly that you can't quite tell where the overload is coming from and you are physically knocked through the air like a foot or two and land on your back Um, (laughs) you land on on your er, back and you uh you are you hear your ears are ringing with this this melody it's not quite it's more of a, a echo and or a reverb so it's not quite having the effect that the music playing in dr dexter's office earlier had it doesn't quite try to take hold of you but you hear that music just all around you for a few seconds as your your entire vision is just whited out from just this overload uh and you are just out of breath and don't feel like you're going to be able to do much in the way of your third eye for a while until you can kind of cleanse that. Okay. Um, I mean, it's just like on the ground, like um, hands over their ears to try and like, and even though it does nothing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, got some massive sensory overload going there. Yeah. yeah. And they also got blasted through the air. Yeah. Out of uh, nowhere. That, that's fine, yeah. So basically, they're just, like, lying on their back. I, like, what I'm imagining is just Enif all of a sudden, like, getting blasted backwards, and then they're just, like, on their back with their ears, like, hands over their ears, eyes closed, like, <laughs> just, like, trying to get everything. Oh, well. Um, Lynn goes, fuck, what? <laughs> are you, are you all right? Enif does not answer. Guys, your, your friend... What's what just happened? Don't worry, she flies to the air sometimes. Hey. It just happens. Psychic stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, Magic. Look, Baron and Cornudos don't give a shit. Lynn is like very concerned with the fact that they don't seem to care that uh, Enoch was just tossed to the air. I'm a little concerned personally, as like the GM, that they just like eh, magic stuff. Who cares? Uh, fuck up. Uh, Lynn leans down and, like, eases, uh, Enif up into a sitting position and, like, is trying to, like, get get their attention through the fog. You, 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 
your your vision is still very much like whited out, but you can kind of see like shadows and shapes, and the the uh, echoing music has kind of calmed down. You you come to to hearing when going at. All right, it was. I don't think I actually know any of your names um, beyond the ones you gave me, which I'm starting to guess are not quite accurate. <laughs> uh, oh no, they're real. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, really convincing um, ren then ren are yeah. you all right yes um it's just there's there's a lot of magical interference in here it's it's really messing with my head i just i just need a minute okay uh and she kind of like helps slide you to the to the wall so you can kind of rest your back on the wall and then she gets back up and just goes uh let me know if you need anything apparently i'm more concerned for you than your friends are. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Damn. Enif, um, do you think that was the wood that she talked about? Um, I don't know. It it could be, but I mean, they were messing. It seems like they were messing with a lot of magical things. There, there could be more things here than just the ghost that we don't know about yet. Mm. Well, I think at least I want to find Isaac. Um, and I think I'm gonna maybe see if there's an alternative way to do this and sniff him out there, sniff him out, Baron. <laughs> Lynn, I I apologize in advance, but please don't freak out. And uh, oh, no. Baron is gonna shift into a wolf. Yeah. Hell yeah! I thought you were telling us not to freak out. <laughs> like, no, don't was, freak out, guys. Lame. I'm gonna do something don't freak real out, weird. Guys. I'm a werewolf. You guys are used to this. L- Lynn watches. L- Lynn watches this with just widened eyes and just goes, "I'm going to be honest. Not the weirdest thing I think I've seen today. Definitely <laughs> the most buck wild, though." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. okay. The notes um, I took for that was Baron says be cool and shifts into wool. Be cool, Maximum bitch. chill, please. L- Lynn kind of rubs rubs her eyes and then puts one hand against the wall and just kind of like holds her head in her hands because I'm gonna I'm gonna be a second. You guys do what you need to do. Agency's gonna have to wipe this lady's brain so hard. <laughs> just like deep. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Clean. Don't worry about it. Uh, da- oh. as. As you begin to sniff, you start hearing um, the the banging that you heard back when the stairwell louder now. Um, Baron, uh, you are uh, what is it? Investigating mystery that you use your scent for? Yeah, that's where I get plus one. Right? Yeah, so go, yeah, I'll use investigating mystery. Go ahead and Time give me that sniffing. mystery. Do that sniff. Sniffity diff diff. Let me get the the fully work. Hold on a second. I have to roll first before we determine that. Uh, good. Determine how yeah, sniffy right. you are. Oh boy, that's a six. Can I help with sniffing? Uh, if you can explain to me how you do, I am all for it. <laughs> I literally can't. I'm just. You sure? Well, maybe. Oh well, can can Carnunos <laughs> can can Carnunos give can yeah can Carnunos give like something of Isaac's or something like that for Baron to sniff? I'm, I'm part pointer. You could point in the right direction. The card, the key card. Isaac had been touching the key card. Uh, give him the key card to sniff. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I give. I give Baron the key card that Isaac had been using. It is worth mentioning to make this seem a little less bullshit. It was established at one point that Isaac had to have kept it within his clothes in order to make sure it stayed transparent with him. So yes. like, it does have a decent amount of Isaac's scent on it. Uh, yeah. Go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give that uh, help out then, as you uh, you offer that is it. Cool. Yep. That's, That's very so cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. so uh, Evan, you Baron is sniffing all around trying to find something, and you are just having difficulty. Just 
you, you may have started in the wrong place. Uh, and Karen, as you uh, walk up with the uh, ID card and hold it up to uh, Baron's face, and you give that a sniff, and it helps you uh, really hone in on that. There you go, hone in on that. Really, really snorts it. Uh, and you sniff it, and almost, you end up sniffing. Almost goes up his nose. Uh, go ahead and ask me your one question from Investigative Mystery. Um, I think the one that makes most sense is um, um. Well, okay, so hold on. Now, hold when on, Evan. Even... Are you about to not say where did it go? <laughs> no, because I was debating, because okay. when I normally when do investigate mystery, it's, it's in regards to the monster? Yeah, but, Is like, that... it's uh, anything that might give you more information about what's going on. So, like, typically it's okay. the monster, but, like, if it is related to a mystery, I'm willing to bend that. Like, like uh, okay. Kernanus researched the, the wards using investigate mystery last arc. So, like, we can definitely do where did it go, uh, if that's what okay. you uh, yeah. yeah, so you sniff, and you, uh, you find kind of uh, a trail of Isaac's scent, and you begin following it, and you follow it a little bit down the hall before realizing that that is the way that uh, he came. Uh, and you head back down, and you reach the breaker box and find the end of his tra- trail. And you sniff all around, sniff left, sniff right, and you realize that uh, the last place Isaac was was directly in front of the breaker box, and there is no sign that he went anywhere after that. Okay, I think at this point Baron, like, obviously can't talk as a wolf, so he, he just starts back borfing. Out. <laughs> 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 Lynn chose this moment he... to look back up and sees this wolf happen. She goes, "Okay, another moment." <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he kind of turns back to the party and is like. I think Isaac fell through the floor. Like, on purpose or on accident? That I don't know. You're the psychic this... here. I do. <laughs> You're the mad I'm person. just a wolf. <laughs> All I do is sniff. Listen, my head hurts a lot right now, so can we just stop it with the snark a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't looks, know. <laughs> it looks like he basically... his. Everything that I'm detecting for Isaac just stops here. Like, right here, actually. So the only thing I can think of is that, I mean, he's been able to move through things. Well, I think he went turn back into down. a wolf and start digging. <laughs> this, this, um, is, this is metal. I mean, it has it's some not sort of, metal, but like, it's like floor concrete, material. I assume. Yeah, it's probably concrete because it is a basement. Um... Lynn, do you know, do you have any idea where the entrance to these secret labs might be? I mean, if they're down, the best bet would be somehow getting the elevator to go down an additional floor. It only has buttons for the four known floors, unless there's some sort of, like, secret stairwell or... I... The, go- the ghost dropped the elevator. Let's look in the elevator shaft and see how far down it went. Oh, wow. That's actually a good point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that was yeah, Chris's yeah. That was Chris's bonding. That was You got me. I mean, that's Damn. fine. I am all for yeah. creative solutions that I didn't think of. That's part of the fun of this uh, that's pretty good, system. Yeah. Um, okay. You guys begin running towards the elevator to go investigate that. Can I see um, yet, or is it yeah, still you, all white? It's, it's, there's still like some, some like white fuzzies all around your vision, just kind of floating around, but you are now it, you are functional again. Got it. Okay, um, so I follow. You, you you feel your third eye is still overwhelmed, but your regular eyes have gone back to normal. I think uh, Lynn is helping you uh, make your way. Okay. I'm regular eyes. 
<laughs> uh, and you guys be- all begin heading towards the elevator. So, Isaac, uh, you just got a very threatening message from this ghost that you have wrapped in these magical chains, trapping them, trapping her to this floor. Uh, she is, uh, you feel her building up energy and you feel this heat radiating off her and Iris sort of backs away, kind of holding her, she's holding one side of her head now and she's got like the one eye closed as her hand's kind of covering it and the other eye's kind of like squinting, looking at the ghost as if she's, she's trying to focus past the, what, whatever remnants of those whispers are still going on in her head. Uh. And yeah, that is the current situation. The ghost is preparing something. Iris is messed up, and you are there. <laughs> I sure. Congratulations. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, Iris, are you are you okay? Are you doing okay? Yes, I I don't know. Ever since we got down here, I I I, I have to really concentrate to to focus on anything other than. These, Whatever these whispers are, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'll be fine. I, I, th- I think I just I don't know what's going on. I, 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 I'm, I, but I'll be fine. No, I, I think we need to get you out of here. I, I don't know how long the, the chains or whatever the the binds are that we have on her are going to last. I, I think she's preparing for something. She's probably going to break free soon anyway. It might be best if we just get out of here. She goes. Oh. Um, we can try, I guess. Uh, I don't know where we are, though. I don't know either. Um, did the lights change when they flipped the breaker box upstairs? Uh, no, all the all the lights down here are auxiliary lights, so like there was no okay. noticeable change down here. I think uh, you did hear like the faint echo of that announcement upstairs, but I don't think there are speakers down here either. Okay. So, like, um, a- as you're saying this, you hear that kind of very faintly in the distance, this this announcement from the speaker, and you hear it kind of, like, drone off at the end, but you don't, you can't make out any of the words. Yeah. Um, okay, looking around, is it just a, like, completely empty tunnel left and right? There's no markings on the walls, no signs, no doors, no Uh, go and give me a read that situation as you try and sort of get the lay of the land. What we uh, God, with tens. That is a ten. You get to ask three questions from a bad situation as you, you take a look around, taking the time as you, you see these chains begin to break. All right, let's start with what is my best way out? Uh, what is your best way out? You get a look around, um, and this hallway, the, the section of hallway you're in isn't especially long. It is fairly blank. Uh, it does kind of end in two... Uh, intersections that that lead off to the left and right on either end of this hallway uh and at uh your your best guess is to get down one of those hallways is probably your best way out of the situation right now uh this hallway you're in is unfortunately not super useful cool um are there (laughs) useless hallway i mean i had to fall somewhere uh are there any dangers we haven't noticed uh you take a look around, you don't see anything immediately, uh, but you do, uh, the, the hallways behind you, you, you listen, and you hear some sort of grinding metal off to the right. Okay. Um, and... 
We'll try. Uh, I may get an interesting answer for this, and I may not. What is most vulnerable to uh, vulnerable to me? Uh, you kind of take stock of your situation. Um, the the ghost herself is obviously not super vulnerable. She has drained a lot of power from the people she has entranced upstairs in the labs above. Um, but you were able to kind of stop her from hurting you by engaging her in conversation so there's still something of a person in there that you can engage and that's probably the most vulnerable thing to you at this time okay um uh, and the, the the chains are are falling to pieces at this point and iris is kind of like tugging on your sleeve <laughs> yeah iris um i'm going to be okay i don't know what kind of effect is is happening to you but i think you need to get to safety can you um try to go find the others i think they're they're upstairs you might even just be able to go up through the ceiling and try to find them if they can get down here and you can bring them down here i think that's the best thing for you to do right now but i think you need to be out of her range how 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 am i going to get their attention they they can't see me um do you have any energy left? Do you think that you could, um, I mean, Enif, Enif can sometimes see you, um, if they use their, their sight. If you can get their attention, um, or try to throw something maybe, or, uh, tug on their sleeve, maybe they'll try to tune into you and you can talk to them. Okay, Isaac, if, if you're sure, I'll, I'll try. I believe in you. Be safe. Uh, and she zips through the ceiling really quickly, uh, as the, the, uh, binds that were binding her shattered to pieces and Dr. Russell uh, begins drifting towards you and go was, ah what a nice little gesture you know she's just going to fade away as well or else she might even get one of these pretty things just like me she taps on the mask on her face what is that mask that you're wearing I've seen that before she uh she laughs a little bit and just goes, You know, I I found a little bit about it in my research, but it was all inconclusive. It has something to do with the forest and what the forest does to spirits. Something about ghosts doesn't work right. So it's not yours? I mean... It is in a manner of speaking, but it was more like how a gift belongs to you. Do you know who it was that gave this to you? I don't know if it was a who. Implying it was a who. Wait a second. You're kidding me. I've heard through the grapevine that there were, I don't know, put it simply, monster hunters outside of our benefactors and I assumed that they would have known a little more about what they were doing in the town. You don't even know the shape of the enemy that looms around, do you? I mean, I'm a little new to this. I'm sure my friends know a lot more than I do. <laughs> uh, right, guys? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes, of course, Isaac. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'd care to <laughs> to catch me up. If they knew 
I think they would have told you by now. You understand where the monsters come from, don't you? From the forest, or from the deep parts of the forest. Yes. Putting put simply, yes. Do you know why? Mm, I can't say that I do. Because they're owed so much for this town that they were never repaid. Oh, oh goodness. Look at you. You've got me monologuing, sly dog. <laughs> and she launches. My one she launches my big old blabber. She mouth. launches a wall of force at you, uh, which collides with you pretty quickly, uh, and it begins pushing you down the hallway. Uh, what do you do? Uh, in terms of where that mechanical sound was, am I being pushed towards You're or away being from pushed it? Towards it, but it was coming from the right, so you have a chance to course correct before. Uh, you potentially go in that direction. I want to, yeah, I want to try to dart away from that. I guess around the the corner right, of the yeah. hallway. So, so basically, what you're looking at is it's a uh, like a, a T uh, split. Uh, you're in a hallway mm-hmm. that's essentially an I shape, from what you can tell. Presumably, the ends of the eyes go further, mm-hmm. and the direction you're heading, the way to the right, uh, leads to whatever that mechanical grinding sound was, and the way to the left seems to lead to silence. Uh, so you head to the left. Go and give me an act under pressure to try and. Uh, Essentially, get ahead of the wall enough to uh, dodge, dart to the left. On tens, don't fail me now. <laughs> that is a six. Six. Uh, you <laughs> kind of, as, as you're getting, you're trying to like get your feet, and you are you are constantly just barely keeping on your feet, and you try and get ahead of it, get enough off the wall that you can actually move your own accord, and you end up tripping and falling to the ground, uh, and you are just being rolled along the ground by this wall of force, which turns to the right and knocks you into the hallway and as you get knocked in that direction you see what that grinding noise was uh but you're not quite sure what you're looking at it reminds you of the mechanical arms from the labs up above uh but there's just a ton of them and they are just tearing through the walls as they make their way towards you it almost looks like some sort of horrifying uh ramshackle um, mechanical spider just crawling along the wall of this hallway after you. Big nope. Um, like <laughs> yeah, no. I love how that's coming from the distance. Like, Evan, like, <laughs> <laughs> went from upstairs, Baron just yells, don't like, like that. No thanks. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to figure out what I have that I can do. Um, I am going to. Whether this is an executive decision on my part or, Chris, if you agree with me, I don't think that many of my powers will Certainly work not. or be as strong. Yeah, because I've sent Iris away. Um, can I get up and try to run at or through the ghost? Can I touch, can I touch the mask? I want to see if I can physically intercept okay, the mask. Okay, yeah. Uh, you try and go and grab that that mask. Uh, that would definitely be another act under pressure. Um, you, yeah. It's, it will, yeah. and if it, if it fails, this is going to end very poorly for you. Cool, okay. Let's not... <laughs> Let's, run it into death. Really <laughs> Let's run into that death. Let's run into death. That is a three. That's a three. Ooh. A three, oh, and I'm gonna use a one. Okay, luck. that's fair. Okay. Um, you get up, 
<laughs> and you sort of like in slow motion see this almost like this vision of yourself just trying to get up slipping immediately falling to the ground and just being eviscerated by this like wall of mechanical arms just torn limb from limb and you you Beep blink it. and shake that vision out of your head and you jump forward and grab at the ghost mask and you feel your hands collide on it what do you do um i tear it off okay uh you rip at that mask um you you tear just just rip as hard as you can you end up putting your hand and you're surprised to feel your hand collide with the spirit uh and you realize uh that much like her her form has become more visible it has also become much more corporeal and you you just tear this mask off and throw it to the ground and it shatters into pieces and dr veronica russell's face uh behind the mask is in that same vision of uh, screaming pain as the mask was and it drops into one surprise and as it does the wall of mechanical arms ceases its progress towards you and all the arms go limp and the mechanic uh, the the force wall blocking you off from escaping uh just shatters uh and she looks uncertain of what is happening and she looks down at you and she goes what did you do uh you guys all make it to the elevator uh lynn gets uh gets up there and, and swipes the key card and the elevator, uh, after a couple seconds, dings and opens up to just an empty shaft. <laughs> uh, and you all look in and see the remains of the elevator car uh, just at the bottom of the shaft. Uh, from its wreckage, it's hard to tell if it could potentially be opening up to an alternate floor. Uh, but it definitely goes down lower. I don't think any of you know enough about elevators to know if that's normal or not. I mean, if it goes lower, then there's something down there. Uh, how far down is it? Uh, the top of the, the mangled elevator car is probably about four or five feet below. No, probably like six or seven feet below you. Oh, I, I can jump yeah, that. Like, Kunita's hops down. There's also, I'm assuming, there's cables for like. For I mean, the, the cables are like still? spooled all around it because they got cut. That's why it fell. Yeah, okay. just hops down. Okay, yeah, Kunis just hops down, and you, you land on top of this wreckage. And you, you feel uh, a slight give as the car kind of screeches a little bit down further, like a, mm. a good, like, half a foot. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie goes, daisy. That's, uh, um, this looks a little dangerous. What, Kurnunos, what do you see down there? Um, well, the elevator car, cart? The elevator thing is down here. Um, can I like look into the? Does it have one of those windows yeah, at the top? Yeah, go ahead that and give me movies? a uh, investigator. Oh no, uh, read about situation I as you take a look around. Yeah, uh, that is sharp. Yep. Yes, that ought to be great. Yeah, nice. Seven. Okay, you get to ask one question. I'm assuming what's your best way in, but you can ask whatever you want. Oh, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You uh, yes. you look around and it takes a little while because again, this thing has crashed from like the second floor, uh, all the way down to this like basement two. Um, it is it is wreckage o'clock. Uh, but you eventually find a panel that you, you you can wrench off that seems to to lead into it, and it takes a little bit of effort, but you you pull it open enough that you can kind of take you pull it just a little bit open. It'll take a little more effort to actually break open, uh, but enough that you can look into the car and you see uh, through the uh, cracked open doors from the crash, uh, you can see something. Of, you see light beyond the uh, the elevator car. It's it's not very bright light, but you, there's light down there. All right, well, here we go. What do you think, Dr. Crane, who I just realized I still have? <laughs> Did you know? Wait. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. around this whole time. Oh, Did yeah. Did you know about these secret magical underground experimentation chambers? You, you look over at him to, to inve- uh, interrogate him, and he has passed out from blood loss. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you have been carrying him around bound in a thorny uh, whip after eviscerating him with said rip- whip. Correct. I don't think he's like in like unstable territory, but it's not good for him. <laughs> he's probably in shock. Uh, I just set him down gently. <laughs> you set him down gently. I feel like on at this point, the, the broken elevator <laughs> car. Oh yeah, man. I feel like at this point, Curtis is literally just like humans, such weak creatures. Literally, <laughs> blood loss. Oh, I care. Really? I care about this guy so much less than than most people. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Carnitos, do you see anything down there? What do you see? There is um, a light down here. That we should be able to get in if we crawl through. Okay, perfect. Catch. And then Nina just jumps down. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Do I have to no, roll to catch Nina? You were given warning, <laughs> cool. and it is a fairly simple maneuver. Cool. Uh, so you, you catch Enif. The, the car does screech a little, uh, like a few more inches down oh. as this happens. Yikes. Uh, Lynn looks at you, Baron, and goes, I I don't know that there's going to be more of a drop after that, but I'd say maybe don't risk it and just, like, climb down there instead of jumping like everyone else <laughs> Lynn's has. like, you guys are nuts. <laughs> I, I think Baron literally puts his hand on, on Lynn, just like, Lynn, 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 uh, you're speaking my language, honestly. <laughs> Baron's just getting in on all and those Baron... romances. <laughs> Baron's she's like, already uh, way, she's Baron already like, way into his musk. <laughs> oh my god! Isn't that, wait, uh, isn't that Crane though? <laughs> I haven't wait, used it use once. On Crane, yeah, he used good, good uh, musk on Crane. <laughs> well, oh dear. Okay, so yeah. Baron, oh, you go ahead god. and climb down there, and uh, Lynn looks down there and just kind of goes, "Um, honestly, I know what I said about you guys keeping me safe, but me following you at this point doesn't seem." too great i'm gonna go see what i can do for the the rest of the the folks upstairs if that's fine yeah it's it's best that you don't come down here but just don't let anyone near a computer just in case of course uh and she she dashes off uh as you all begin making your way presumably into the elevator car Yep. So yep. you guys go ahead. You, yep. you you break in there, um, and you you open up the the doors into this very threadbare, just full concrete walls and uh, 
auxiliary lights in this hallway. There are a few doors where you are that lead off into, through the, the glassed windows, you can tell that they look very similar to the uh, testing chambers above, at least in layout. Um, and you hear in the distance of these halls this horrible mechanical grinding sound. And it kind of, uh, the, the camera kind of pivots to you to show you guys. Uh, I think Baron and Carnunus are mostly right. Carnunus is a, a little bit, probably got like some bruised ribs from falling an entire floor. Uh, Enif's got like a, a bruised, I think Enif and Baron both have like bruised faces from being punched by mannequins. And Enif's got like a bandaged shoulder from being speared. And behind you, unbeknownst to all of you, uh, I- Iris is floating, uh, looking incredibly worried. Aww. Does does this level does it look like the the labs up above or is it just like it looks like a very stripped down version of the labs up above? Up above, it looks like a professional okay. kind of environment. This looks like a place where you'd find a serial killer. To be completely honest, <laughs> that's, that's what the grinding arms were, like I'm flickering, sure. flickering lights. Yeah, it's, and... it's not great. Yeah. Every, everything is just concrete, like bare concrete. Uh, and it literally is just like full auxiliary lights at even less. Uh, common intervals than upstairs are um Ian, if i think you you felt uh th- this kind of feeling that you've been feeling intermittently through your time here when you've tried to reach out to anything essentially as you kind of cross the threshold into these labs and this pretty much confirms the theory that these uh these labs have been magically sealed off from any sort of magical interference in them i think I think these are the things that have been causing my magic to go a little wonky. This must be where they've been doing the magical experiments. Doesn't look that great. No, I guess we're getting close then. Okay. Um, Does anybody else hear that weird noise, though? Yeah, it sounds like a scratching against something. Big crushers. Big um, crushers. I think Kernunas just calls out for Isaac. Just Isaac, are you down here? Um, yeah, I think as you, shortly after you call, or around the time you call that, the, the grinding kind of fades away, and it, it takes you a second to realize that those happen around the same time. And um, Isaac, you hear the echo of Kernunas' voice calling out to you at short, very shortly after you've removed this mask. Kernunos, is that you? Isaac, where are you? Uh, in in a hallway. I'm uh, near a, a. Just follow my voice. I don't really know where I am. Uh, Kernunos just runs. Yeah, just run down. You the guys hallway. follow the echo, and you arrive to a very bizarre scene. Uh, Isaac is standing in front of this astoundingly corporeal ghost. You guys can all see it uh, now. Oh, uh, that's a ghost you could really reach out and slap. Uh, <laughs> with, with her, her, can you slap? her scorched uh, lab coat flowing all around her, her just arms, and you can't really see her face because her back's facing towards her, but her arms just completely just, just burnt entirely, just terribly. Uh, and behind her and Isaac, uh, you see just this wall of mechanical arms that are all hanging limply out of like the torn apart wall. Uh, and the ghost kind of swivels around, so she is facing kind of sideways to see both Isaac and the rest of you. And all of you can see as um, 
fragments of black become forming around her face again. Oh no, it's coming back. The mask is what's controlling her. We have to stop it. Uh, uh Isaac, throw it here. Uh, the one I'm holding, I throw it. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay. I throw it. I throw it to him. You throw, throw the mask to Kerninus. What is Kerninus doing? Uh, I'm gonna assume... Well, I guess I maybe shouldn't. I was gonna assume that I brought my whip with me. I mean, you, you sat uh, Dr. Crane down on top of the elevator. And he was wrapped in he your was whip. pretty much passed out. Yeah. yeah. So you do not have your whip. Uh, hmm. Enough. <laughs> yeah? Blast it. Okay. <laughs> Enif uh, blasts it with, <laughs> with ice. Yeah, you blast it and it shatters into a bunch of pieces. The one on her face is nearly, is, is like halfway reformed. And she, she looks amongst you and she goes, No, I, I want this. Uh, I don't think you do. Enif just blasts her face. Okay. <laughs> Kick some ass. Blast that weird. face. Blast it. Blast it. It's just Enoch's go-to move at this point. I started blasting. <laughs> Where is it is a five. Oh, no. um, real bad. Oh you the launch it, work. and the the ice kind of dissolves as it reaches this mask, and the mask accelerates, and it fully reforms on her face, and she. She turns to you, Isaac, as the, the mask finally completes its, and it is now no longer the look of a screaming woman. It is that of a wicked grin. And she goes, I knew they didn't know any more than you about all of this. You all don't even know what you're beginning to fight against. And you are all uh, forced to look behind Isaac as the wall of uh, thrashing limbs uh, picks itself back up and begins rushing towards Isaac, tearing through the wall, and you hear uh, grinding coming from above as the ghost holds her hand up, and she goes, I'm going to show you a new way.